Welcome to Radio TFS, episode number 150. This is Greg Duncan. This is Josh Garverick. Mr. Garverick, why is the music still playing? Well, that's something that we should ask the producer about. <laughs> you know why? Because this is show 150, my friend. It's it's all rock all the time. I mean, yeah, it's this is taking a, us a while to get to 150. This is a milestone. Uh, no. November 4th, 2015 was uh, show number 100. So almost, almost two years to the day. That's funny how that worked out. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome run, man. Yeah. So how you been, Josh? Good. So for, for anyone who's vaguely interested, vacation was fantastic. Um, so that was, that was a nice time away and got to, uh, trick or treat at Magic Kingdom. So that was fun. And uh, got to recharge the batteries and all that good stuff too, and uh, jump right back into the frying pan. <laughs> uh, now you're back to work. Yep. It sucks to be you. I know, right? <laughs> Is today your first day back to no, work? No, no, I've been back for what was the last Wednesday. I came back. Yeah. So, okay. How are things with you? What's going? What's new? Good. Nothing. Yeah. Working. You know, day jobs. Mm-hmm. Stupid day jobs. Um. Getting beat up by, you know, uh, creating builds and releases with old versions of like the Microsoft data tools, <laughs> nougat packages and having stuff just spontaneously start dying. Got to love that, especially when the error, error message is like MS build exit with error number one. Oh, and there's no supporting documentation or anything in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're supposed to get out your decoder ring, or your slide rule and figure out what that equates to. <laughs> so this all this morning, right up to the we started recording this. Yeah, I I was giving it the number one. All right, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, finally got it. You know, it's funny how you know when you're using a version that's a year and a half out of date, and you try to build SQL Server 2017 projects. I don't know why those would fail. Right. Yeah. They should just work out of the box. But anyway, enough of us. Yeah. Enough of us. We've got a great guest today. We're, I'm very excited. We've highlighted his work a number of times. Um, he is another Willie suggestion. Willie said, you know, why don't you guys get him on? And I did the whole smack my forehead thing. It's like, yeah, we're kind of idiots for not having him on sooner. We, we, like I said, we've talked about his work a lot. And who is this? Mikhail Kreef. Uh, Mikhail started his profession 13 years ago as a .NET developer for a big web agency. Five years ago, he discovered ALM with TFS and decided to become a domain expert in it. In 2015, he was introduced to the ALM Rangers community, and in 2016, he was awarded his first Microsoft MVP. Today, he is a DevOps and ALM consultant for Selenez, an expert consulting company with Microsoft Technologies. Mikhail is passionate about TFS, VSTS, DevOps practices and tools. Mikkel, welcome to the show. Hi. So one thing I'm, I'm going to prep the listeners on, uh, Mikhail and Josh are going to yell at me to slow down because <laughs> you know, I, I swear English is my second language, but Mikhail is also English is his second language. I'm sure he's going to be perfectly fine. He'll sound mm-hmm. better than us. Absolutely. But <laughs> when they yell at me to slow down, yeah, it's because... Yeah, I'm spastic and had a lot of coffee today. So, Mikhail, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So, I am a Rangers. I am very proud to be in the community, to this community. And uh, become an LM Rangers is to invest in the community and very interesting project with a real impact. 
And more I contribute to this community, more I enjoy working with his member, like Daesh, who all have things to bring me. It's very great community. So I am also MVP. So the MVP title has brought me a lot in the sharing of knowledge within different communities, whether for LM, TFS, DevOps, and other Azure communities. Other benefit of this title is a direct contact with the VSTS product teams, so I can give my feedbacks on products on features and takes advantage of feedbacks from other MVP. And for my job beside this title MVP opened me more client opportunities with more relation with Microsoft friends. So I for my job, some words of my job, I am DevOps consultant. I work for customers to automate their develop their deployment of their infrastructure and application with DevOps practices. And also for expertise around TFS, VSTS project to help them make better use of these great tools. My uh, day is a classical day <laughs> with my job. I didn't know. Yeah, that was the next question. The question I really love asking is, uh, you know, what's your day, what's your day like? Yeah, my, it's a classical day. My job, my family, Free children's, and I try to take one hour by day at minimum for work on the Rangers project or to personal project or for communities project. So, Rangers, maybe, Josh, we can talk about some Rangers project. The first project I want to talk is a human generator for VCS extension. I am very proud to, to do this project with you. You are the initiator of this project. It is a client tool deliverable by an NPM package that's allowed to generate template. Oh, I call this starter kit extension. This template makes it possible to start the development of an extension very quickly with folders, file, monitoring, all extension artifacts. Maybe Josh, we can uh, talk about this extension. Absolutely. So I remember, I think it was at the last summit in 2016, we were getting on the bus after the product group dinner and you, you, you turned to me and you said, we should, we should build a human generator for this thing. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and it kind of launched off from there. And I mean, you've really taken this and, and run with it tremendously, which has been very helpful. Um, so much so that I've actually started pointing people from my Visual Studio extension to this generator because it's more accurate and up to date. And, and I mean, you've just done a, you've done a terrific job with keeping the community updated on different changes and, uh, different, you know, versions of the, the, the VSS SDK that, that come out and, breaking changes with TypeScript. I mean, there's lots of different stuff that you've you've put into it. And, you know, from my perspective, I think the community is fortunate to have you working on this as, as a pretty big commitment. So It's a very great project. The, another project, the second and more recent, is a project for research about feasibility of implementation of feature flag 
investors extortion with Lanzarote partner. At the end of, the, uh, of this research, we exposed of work two block series, one on the future flags with three three block posts, and another, the second, is a pipeline for the DevOps Azure function. Why Azure function? Because in the future flag, for securing the, the call to Lanzarote, we need to use Azure function. So we write a block series for DevOps pipeline with development of the Azure function, monitoring, integration text, and the pipeline with VSTS. Today we have implemented this feature flag in the rollerboard extension. We will deploy it very soon. In the next, in the very soon, we deploy this extension with feature flag. And uh, in the past, I also contributed to some uh, other VSTS extension with LM Rangers. Is a TFC branch visualizer for display the, the TFC branch hierarchy in the VSTS hub and the work item data widget mm -hmm. in the dashboard. So I got a question yes. for the two of you on the um, VSTS generator. I've used this before, um, and being a novice at creating these, it was the coolest thing ever to just follow this post, Willie's post on it, and it walks you through setting it up and being able to very quickly create a good VSTS, or in this case, TFS extension. The one thing that I didn't see in it and that I ended up using your, Josh, your um, Visual Studio extension was adding an additional extension to an already existing project. Can the Yeoman generator do that? Yes, there is a, a feedback for another, uh, another user and uh, we can add this in your backlog. That's maybe we, we can do this. That's, uh, why not? That's, that's no regret. To add, uh, mm -hmm. for for example, I, I think for uh, for tax for for build or release task custom task mm -hmm. in a, in global uh, use you can have uh, more than one task in the same extension. That's very great to to add task to existing project. You can do this. Cool. Okay, good, good. I, that's that's good to hear because again, it was great just. Uh, Spin this up, but then taking it to that next, adding that new, that, that new package on it. Cause I wanted just for whatever reasons, having both of my VSTS extensions, they were both related, uh, TFS extensions, both related, both doing the same thing, basically command line wrappers. Um, I wanted them in the same physics, you know, uh, so again, that's why I went to your extension, Josh. I actually used some of your code, Josh. What'd you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, I don't know if I used your code. I used your yeah, deployed code, your shipped code. That depends on the license using... agreement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Mikkel, uh, what other things are you working on? Yes, I work on the specialized. I am specialized on the VSTS extension. Why? Because I think that when you do a VSTS extension, you contribute to the VSTS product. Uh, in the past, all my customer clients said to me, uh, TFS is great, but I cannot extend it. 
today, with VSTS extension, I, I can say uh, you, you create extension and we can add you your business inside VSTS. And very great for client. I work also through Azure function and Azure typology architecture. Today, on my client, I work with to create and deploy Azure architecture with VSTS and Terraform, for example, for for the, the, the code, the infrastructure as code. And I use uh, PowerShell and other script language for create the, the, the virtual machine. Cool. Um, on feature flags, how hard was it to work with launch darkly? Yes. With a feature flag is very interesting subject because we wanted to, and we want to have, to provide pre-refactures for users and we don't want to redeploy, to re-release the extension for each, for, for each feature. So the great solution is to use feature flag, or we call this a feature toggle, and is the launch darkly is a cloud solution platform, very simple to use. We just add your feature in the launch darkly, and we call SDK and REST API for call and use the platform. It's very simple to use. Just SDK with le, the language that you want to use. For example, for, for this extension, we use the Node.js and JavaScript SDK, and we call the LaunchDarkly API. Great. I have two What other questions, questions do we have, Josh? The first one is around setting up the CI/CD pipeline for extensions. Um, just in general, I, I know that there are a lot of iterations around getting this uh, set up and functional so that you could move extensions from account to account in order to make sure that testing is appropriately covered. Um, Mikhail, how difficult was it to set up that entire pipeline start to finish knowing that you would go from a development level extension all the way up through a production quality extension? It's not very difficult, but the the pipeline is to to redeploy the, the extension to account and the 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 difficulties mm -hmm. if I can say that is to have the great parameters for each account for the features and for all the pipeline. Does I respond to the question? Yep, that's that's perfect. The other question I had was around Azure Functions. And there's a lot of interest, I would say, um, in the community around adopting serverless technologies and what that can do for you, not only from uh, administrative gains, but also performance gains. Can you talk a little bit about how you got involved in working with the Azure Functions CICD project uh, with the Rangers. Yes, it's very interesting. Before to before to to work to these projects, I don't doesn't work to the other function in the past, and I 
for for work this I tested to my account. I developed the other function. I tested all idea. I have in the, in the beginning I use Visual Studio Code. After I use Visual Studio with pre-compiled function. And just just at this moment, the new release of Visual Studio has released. And is in the new version of Visual Studio, the other function is integrated. So the development is perfect. I need after the after the de the, the development, I need to to test the other function. So I use Postman. It's a great tool for test API and other function. And I after I this automate all the integration test, I created in my sandbox the pipeline. The pipeline is not very compli complicated. Just we have some of variables. We have a lot of variables and we need to check the other function constantly in the in the pipeline. After the pipeline, the other challenge is the monitoring. So we use application insights that we use already in the VSTS extension. We continue to, to use this Azure resource for monitoring how Azure function. Awesome. Thank you. Well, what have we forgotten to ask you, Mikhail? Mikhail, is there anything we should have asked you that but we forgot? No. <laughs> Okay, we can do the news. Then. Well, Let's hey, Josh, it. what do you say we do some news? All right. Um, our first news item, I guess I will take, and it is another sprint. Oh, my God. VSTS <laughs> actually has another release. How amazing. It is. <laughs> that is breaking news, isn't it? Uh, it's, yeah, Sprint 125. Here I'm excited about you know episode 150. Well, they're on Sprint 125 already. That's crazy. But uh, this release has... <laughs> I like the key feature, the big thing, circle avatars. Yes, that's right. VSTS is getting circle avatars. That it's is always good to look your best no matter what shape you're in. <sighs> um, the other things, uh, they've modernized the, the column options to make, you know, setting up your columns for your queries, your work uh, uh, query results more, more better. More better-er. Better-er, the, the better-er of the best. <laughs> yeah, the bestest, there you go. Uh, change the queries that you can do not in query filters. Uh, you can filter on plans. The new work item rules that they just recently released, there is now read-only read work item rules. So you can say if it, an item is in a given state, then a given field is now read-only. Um, simple things like filtering and package management. This is one of those very... Standard iterative kind of releases. I don't see a huge bunch of big bang things, except for I thought this one was the coolest thing is that in your releases, as your release artifact, you can directly link to a GitHub artifact. So you don't have to build it, then create that in the build, and then create a release that utilizes that build right from the release. Well, that's interesting. You can link to a artifact right. on GitHub. Not something I would use <laughs> right now, but still, the, what this highlights, and a lot of our stories highlight, is just how VSTS uh, mm -hmm. can hook into and the integrate statement with is any platform, just any about language, everything, anywhere, 
Anyhow. Anytime. <laughs> so I've got an interesting <laughs> article from uh, so what have you got? Kayla. Yeah, what have you got, Who Josh? has posted an update about Visual Studio Team Services SSH connections. Uh, for those of you who do use SSH to connect to source control, um, they're going through and upgrading how the networking works for that. So there's a bunch of details in the post itself around uh, the networking stuff, and I won't I won't go into those details because it will show how little I know about networking. Um, <laughs> essentially, essentially, what it boils down to though is that. Um, currently, it, it works based on your request goes to the, the router that's closest to where your data is stored, and it's going to be upgraded so that it goes to the router that's closest to you first. So the example that they use in the, in the post is that you, know, if it, you could run into issues if your data is hosted in Amsterdam, but you happen to be in Tokyo, that, that connection would go from Tokyo to Amsterdam as opposed to the closest edge router. So uh, there'll be some URL changes, and, and for those of you who do use SSH, you've probably already gotten the email notifications stating that those URLs are going to switch over. So heed those and uh, update us accordingly. Betterer, indeed. So they're making it betterer. <laughs> this article um, was one that I've been waiting for. Uh, JavaScript unit testing integration with the VSTS build pipeline from Wushai is exactly what I've been looking for. We've got a lot of unit testing with a lot of mocking, but a lot of C-sharp unit testing in our on-prem project. But we're creating essentially what ends up being web pages, and we're not doing any front-end you know, uh, Jasmine or Karma or any kind of testing. And we looked at it as kind of like, uh, yeah, that looks hard or not hard. It's not, we can't, we're not, yeah, never mind. We'll do that next sprint. And that's just one of those ones that keeps getting punted. This post walks you through it all and, uh, makes me look kind of stupid. But then again, that's easy to do. Um, and it's always simple in hindsight. If you're thinking about doing JavaScript unit testing, that's then a pretty good point. Yeah, JavaScript testing is definitely something that has gained a lot of momentum. I know a lot of our engineers here integrate that in with with the normal CI builds right out of the bat, right out of the gate. So um, that's a that's a pretty essential piece of our of our functionality too. So a lot of stuff is written in Angular and and, and things like that. So there's there's a lot of area that we have to cover there. So. And how good is it? Is it fragile? You know, I, I keep going back to my WinForm days of, you know, coded UI testing and how fragile. To be honest, it's still only, it, it's still as it good as, as the, the person coding the test when it comes to things like, like if you're looking to do more UI based things, such as like a Selenium or something like that, I mean, it, you're going to have some sort of an overlap there with, you know, people who update the UI and don't necessarily update the test. I mean, that, that's something that occurs time and again. Um, and that's something that just shakes out during the mm-hmm. normal development process before it gets cut over into a release branch. The JavaScript testing, though, that's usually pretty pretty straightforward now. It's not nearly as fragile as it used to be, where you'd run these and you'd get all kinds of crazy errors and you wouldn't be able to really decipher them too well, you know, like exited with code one. I'm not sure where I heard that before, but... Um, <laughs> There, there's realistically though, there's there's a lot of of benefit to it now, and it's a lot easier to hook in and integrate with. So, I would say if you've got a, a good collection of of JavaScript unit tests, you should be able to put those into your your pipeline, no problem. Yeah, 
Exactly. Cool. Cool. I have to tell my guys. Tell them to stop being lazy. Yeah, be, care- oh, be careful how much work. Then I have be to careful how much work you're putting on yourself here. I want you to strain yourself and be lazy. Stop being lazy. <laughs> Speaking of work, uh, you ever use Trello? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, Trello is no. Can't say almost- that I have. What is it? What is? I'm sure that I'll get in trouble in some way, shape, or form for saying this, but essentially, what to me, Trello is a work organization tool that's very much like sticky notes. Uh, on a wall that you move around. Uh, so it's the premise is around a, a very generic Kanban board. And people that are more in the uh, business operations side, even some product folks I've seen using this to kind of organize work at a very fundamental level without getting into, you know, story points and, and, uh, Severity, criticality, things like that. They'll just they'll use it for kind of a, a quick and dirty way to, to organize work. Um, we we use Trello, for example, for uh, some of our hiring process to be able to to communicate with our recruiters to say, okay, well, this person's good. Schedule phone screen. This person's no good. Reject, and it gives us a bit of uh, a quicker way to interact with people. So, uh, Mohammed Radwan actually has a post out here about Trello and VSTS integration. And he walks you through specifically how to wire those two platforms together and uh, synchronize information between the two of them. So you can submit new work items or other items from from Trello directly and have it go into your, your VSTS backlog, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, for example, if you've got a queue of, of things that are being sorted and tossed around and all of a sudden someone says, hey, this should probably be a, a PBI or a user story, you can mainline that right into VSTS and and start the process from there. So, uh, interesting if you're into doing Trello shots. Trello shots. Yeah. What what did you just say? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring the levity to this. Trello okay? shots. I thought he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Trello. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds good, especially because you know what it is for, you know, I I live in Los Angeles, right? Oh, right. Well, you're, you're definitely going to have to game have seven, man. Everybody's all freaked out about that. Get get souped up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a it was a crazy uh, uh, Halloween last night. I, I, there, there was like three people out trick or treating because mom and dad were all like, "Let me see, go trick or treating or watch game six. Yeah, what, <laughs> yeah sorry, see, kid. See, in my so house, well, it would be much more exciting. <laughs> we're watching to go trick or treating. Yeah, but you know that's that's to each his own. Whoever chooses to watch what they choose to watch can watch what they choose to watch yeah you know i just said a whole lot of nothing right there so egalitarian of you you go josh i have met my my word quota for the day so you have, I'm ma- you have management written all over you my friend uh the next story is again just another highlight that's that's one of these common themes that i keep hearing is that nobody even anish and i were talking about that that people outside of the microsoft sphere don't understand how open vsts really is well uh, this post uh who i'm going to call as posted by bob which is going to be my euphemism my, my pseudonym <laughs> for everybody whose name i can't pronounce but his name will, will be in the show notes um <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know, it's worse. Well, then again, I've been told, and we might have already talked about this, that, mm-hmm. you know, mangling okay. or, or changing somebody's name may result in an HR talk to me. So, look, yeah, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, this post, using Visual Studio Team System DevOps features for CICD for a Java web app. So if you're thinking that VSTS can only, and the CICD stuff can only work with ASP.NET core applications going to Azure, uh, no. You know, this post talks about all the CICD for the Java web app, um, their delivery, they do in this case talk to, you know, show about going to Azure, but it doesn't have to. And that's the kind of key on here. And this post is great because it walks you all the way through it from the Java Maven de- demos, uh, all the tasks, all the tweaks, uh, how to even set up your agents. Uh, if you're doing this kind of, you know, non Microsoft Sphere stuff, this is one of those kind of posts that, that you're going to want to look at. Post- so it's the bestest post you're going to want to read and uh, lots of screenshots. This is great. Yes, I can. I can see it. I can. I can envision the message that you're sending. Yeah, you're number I really one. appreciate that. So what do we have next? Uh, oh, this is kind of cool. So check this out. Peter Haig has a post about setting up VSTS and the Image Factory, which is an example on the Azure Dev Test Lab site, uh, and and how to set that up so that you can create VMs uh, from VSTS in Azure Dev Test Labs. And it's a, it's a nice quick post about how to import the existing image factory code that's in the Git repo, how to create a build, connect to Azure. He goes over configuring the build variables, um, actually completing the create virtual machines task and, and making sure that that's all set to go, and then queue one up and, and fire a, a machine off into the dev test labs ether. It's a, it's a good quick start to, to get yourself immersed in the world of, of using dev test labs and using image you know, like an image factory where you have a, a base VM or a base uh, formula and just start cranking machines out. Yeah, we, we do use it quite a bit. Um, don't you guys not don't nearly you say at one point you're using dev tests? I'd like to use it. I'd like to get more or? into the cost targeting, cost control, machine control type of stuff. But right now we, we use it a lot for just segregating that development work away from the rest of, of the infrastructure that we have. So, how do you handle And is there. You know, we can't go into it in details, but there's a yeah, DNet actually, that gets set up I and everything between those dev test bit. machines. And it goes like through Express Route and through the net bonding process where, yeah, where our company has a, a set block of IPs that are seen as internal to our, to our organization. So these networks are set up. We throw machines out there and they're immediately, you know, as long as you domain join them, they're DNS addressable and, and searchable. Uh, through the through the directory, so you can you know RDP into them, you can HTTP into them, you can TCP into them, any any of that type of stuff, you can you can connect them. It's like another machine in the network. That's restaurant. I know we are we are just on the cusp of doing many many more Azure things. So you know, the, for the years that I thought I, it would never happen, so I kind of. <laughs> Dreamed about it, but never looked again, at it. Again, don't stream yourself. I actually just have to start working again. You know, we've had this discussion. <sighs> well, I saw this come across my desk, and I thought it was really cool. This is not Microsoft-related, but it is DevOps, so we can talk about it. The all-day DevOps was held in 2017, uh, just recently. 24 hours of DevOps. And it's all available on demand. And what's nice about it is it is a non-Microsoft-y kind of DevOps conference. I don't know if there was any 
Microsofties that were on these. Um, but it goes from <laughs> one of the uh, uh, sessions here is we are all Equifax, the data behind DevSecOps. Uh, yeah. And securing modern applications, the DevSecOps dilemma, just a <laughs> more more videos than any of us will ever watch. But uh, it is yeah, a sure. great thing to see that's non outside of our normal sphere. <laughs> the power of hashtag dad ops for women in tech. Uh, there you go. God, there's a lot of shows here. This is crazy. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is um, the post is gone. The post is gone. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be a mobile DevOps perspective. No. Uh, part one, 150 apps I, later from the engineering mobile in, Azure yeah, team. Uh, but the post is gone. This resource has been so I, I guess we won't talk about that one anymore. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Well, okay. Well, let me see. There's maybe just the link chain. Yeah, uh, from Greg Shackles. Yeah, I'll put the update yeah. in the show notes. Debugging URLs live. Gotta love that. And um, he talked about just how many of these apps. Um, I love spending our time running code, and, and we built and delivered customer-facing apps for 150 different restaurant brands. So it's like taking one app and, and you know tweaking it. For 151, uh, 150 results, and how do you rub some DevOps on that? And this post talks about that. And, you know, uh, it first goes, you know, what is DevOps and shifting left and what is mobile cool. DevOps? Another thing you should also check out uh, is the ever-increasing divide out, uh, in post. the definition of DevOps between uh, anyone that you might talk to <laughs> on the street, in the industry. Um, Helen Beal has a post on InfoQ that actually deals with uh, – the different descriptions of what DevOps teams may or may not do. Is it really a team or is it more of a culture? I tend to side on the, on the side of the fence that looks at the culture versus having a set group of people who do uh, quote unquote DevOps E things. Um, one really good quote in here is, is, you know, dedicating one team to DevOps or adapting the tools. Doesn't mean that you're doing it right. Everyone from the CEO down needs to be on board. And that's really, that's a really great point and, and something that jumped right off the page when I read this because you need to have that all in involvement to be able to make that kind of a, uh, fundamental shift in the way that you, that you tackle work. So it's an interesting read. It, it's not terribly long. It's got some great information in it and some, uh, fantastic, uh, some fantastic reference points as well that you can jump out to and take a look at. Um, kind of in, this, in the same DevOps vein, there's also a post over on App Developer Magazine from Richard Harris about DevOps enjoying its moment in the sun. So getting some positive uh, press and positive uh, traction out there for uh, people making the DevOps transition, um, adopting you know the the people process tools mantra for for moving things forward and, and working better together. So. Another good uh, quick read, and uh, links will be in the show notes for those if you want to check those out. Yeah, I have to – mm -hmm. my organization throws out DevOps. You know, they, they read it in a post or saw it somewhere online, so they call everything DevOps now, and, and I have to not <laughs> right. 
I have Devo? to you're doing myself Devo? not hit them. <laughs> you guys are doing uh, Devo? Because we're really not doing DevOps. We're doing Devo, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> you know. Well, you got to send me a picture. Yeah, we're doing, I hope doing so deep. because I want to see you in one of those little, <laughs> one of those little uh, <laughs> square pyramids. I don't know if I can make that the show title or not, but Devo hats. Yeah, I actually saw you. I used to work at Magic Mountain, uh, uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, and Devo came down and did a Friday concert. But that was a million decades ago. Um, yeah, so yeah, we do Devo. Uh, we don't do feature flags. We we're not doing the telemetry tracking or really the logging. We do minimal logging, but none none of the really so. cool things. And then uh, we're doing CI/CD, but we're not doing DevOps. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's it's and, and they say, oh, let's do DevOps, and it's like, okay, well, th- then where's our IT group? Yeah, and, yeah and exactly. Let's, let's, are we sitting in the same room, same team, same thing? Oh no, you have to put in a ticket to have them do that. It's like, oh, yeah, there goes the ops. All right. So enough of me. Uh, they can't have enough of me. Uh, last, last, last story. We actually got through them all. That's good. Uh, what's nice about this from Bob? Um, this post reminds us, you know, we're constantly looking at the newest, latest, and greatest stuff, and especially if you're on VSTS. Think even moving back to, to TFS is hard to you know, keep in mind. But when you're on-prem, keeping these on-prem instances up are hard. Uh, yet you might want some of the coolness that is available. So this post, how to trigger a release from PowerShell in TFS 2015.2. This is one of those useful kind of things, and it shows you how, you know, we have this in VSTS and we have this in TFS 2017, but if you're still on 2015, which is still very viable, uh, and I'm sure many of you are on even older versions, uh, this is the kind of thing that um, you'll really dig. It's not a long post, all the sources here, and the other thing, too, is it's nice, it just gives you that view on how you can leverage this to do other things. And we'll have links for all of these things, including all of Mikhail's uh, posts and projects and stuff. We'll have those in the show notes. Mikhail, I want to really thank you for for coming on. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you very much. And Josh, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate that. The pleasure is all mine. (laughs) Thank you both for being on one of those important shows. Show one. Yes. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen. Listeners and not, Oscar and all of your friends, how do you guys give us feedback? You already know the answer to this. I don't even have to tell you, right? To email us at RadioTFS <laughs> at Outlook.com or even RadioTFS oh, at Gmail.com. See, we'll go both ways. I see an, know, H- an HR call Devo. in your future. Oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, we're inclusive. It does. I don't care. We are <laughs> Where uh, there's there's no going back from that. All right. Well, um, send us an email. RadioTFS at Outlook.com. We're on Twitter at RadioTFS. On Facebook slash RadioTFS. Voicemail. If you really want to yell at me and, and say that I'm being a butthead, which could very well be. Or you want to say how much you love the show. Maybe I'm saying all these things just to get the feedback. Just to elicit a response from you. Send, give us that response. Voicemail, 1425-233-8379. And if it's safe for work, and even if you're giving us a hard time, we'll, we'll play it on the air. You could be part of the show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to thank you. You're the only reason why we made it to 150. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening to Radio TFS.